Hello, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. It's a new year and we've got a new lineup of shows for you. Um, I hope you had a fantastic and recharging break. I was off work for almost two weeks and I managed not to open my email for that entire time and tell you that was amazing. I highly recommend it uh, anytime and it enabled me to come back feeling recharged. Obviously, still got some difficult situations out there for us all to deal with. I hope you're staying safe and well. And it's really great to have you back with us uh, once again for what is our third year on this podcast now. Very excited to get this underway. And we're actually going to kick it off with something which we really have put some thought into around inspiring you with the new year. Some exciting, I think, positive messages that you can take forward in your own working lives. Uh, so a little bit of a step away from the Meraki tech on this particular episode, but I think you should definitely stick around for this because we've got a fantastic guest joining us today to take us through that. And what I'm going to do actually is hand over to my colleague, Sammy Brenner, who works in sales at Meraki. And Sammy's actually going to drive our conversation for today. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. And I'm going to sit and be listening carefully, as I'm sure you will be as well. So Sammy, over to you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Simon. And everyone, welcome back to the Meraki Unbox podcast. We are so excited to be with you today. And I have the honor of introducing Holly Dowling. She is a global keynote and inspirational thought leader. Welcome, Holly. Thank you, Sammy. Excited to be here with both of you. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you for your time. We know it's valuable and we want to deliver some great content today to our listeners. So let's get right into it. Let's, let's, I love it. Okay. <laughs> the meat of it. So Holly, you and I crossed paths a couple months ago because I came across you at a Women of Cisco event. You were speaking and you spoke at Home Depot, Google, Facebook, Deloitte, right? Tons of these Fortune 500 companies. And you have a podcast called A Celebration of You. Your expertise is strength-based leadership and corporate women's empowerment. You help leaders become stronger. You help individual contributors achieve higher levels of performance. How did you get into this all? Tell us your backstory. What was your spark of inspiration? Oh, Sammy, you really want to go there out of the gate. Here's the deal, I my do. friend. I know. And if you and Simon had about three hours, we could sit and have coffee and I could tell you the whole backstory. But I'm going to sum it up and I'm going to just say that this business found me. I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I would be sitting here with you and knowing that the messenger I've been given the privilege to be all over the world and I think that's important for people to know. This went back years and years and years ago when in a very, very small situation, living in Denver, Colorado, through a colleague and a friend I had met through a women's group was asked to share my story to her high school students, of which I'd never shared my personal, kind of a very dark story. And honestly, Sammy, I never could have imagined that by sharing that story to high school students would turn into a ripple effect that then companies and corporations that were the parents that were asked to come listen to another gig in an assembly. So I think that's important for listeners to know that I'm focused, I'm a very dream, vision, goal-oriented person. I've done it since I was in third grade. All of that said, though, that I think sometimes when we work so hard to force ourselves to do something, we miss the doors that open around us for opportunities that could change our life and change others. This business started many, many years ago, and it found me, and I've never stopped. That's amazing. And it's so evident. I mean, when I heard you speak at that Cisco event, 
mind you, this was a virtual event, you completely captured me, right? There was something magnetic about your energy, about what you were saying to those women, kind of about this gift that you have. So that is very evident to me that it did find you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about your mantra, right? I love this. You always say, live life with passion. But as much as I love that, I think myself included, and maybe some of our listeners, finding that passion can be tough, right? I feel like there's so much pressure around the word passion. People say you should find passion in your work and passion outside of work. How can we kind of take that pressure off that word and truly open ourselves up to finding whatever our path is supposed to be? I love that because it's the elephant on the table. And I'm going to just own this and say, I truly believe live life with passion. I also have a mantra, choose joy. I refuse to allow toxic negative energy into my life. I will not be around it. I don't allow emotional vampires. And I'm saying that because live life with passion. To me, passion, Sammy, is really about purpose. Let's take the glitter and the cotton candy off the word passion. And let's just pull it apart. And at the end of the day, each individual listening right now is a human being. Wherever you are, whatever your age, your gender, your race, wherever culture you're living in and wherever you are, no matter who you are, you're a human being. And you were put on this earth with a passion, something burning in your soul and your heart. And I believe in my heart that as we grow and we expand, we many times start shutting down all of that stuff that's been burning in our soul since we were young, the butterflies on the shoulders. And so I think passion is really about inviting the purpose of who you've been and redefining and rediscovering your purpose. And I think right now, starting off this year of 2021, in the midst of this global climate we are in with this pandemic, I would like to extend a challenge to everyone. There's no better time than right now to seek some time alone and rediscover. I can give you challenges. We can talk about this at the end, Sammy, but simple things and tools and tricks that I speak about that change people's lives because I think it's time now to just give yourself permission to rekindle your purpose, who you are. I'm gonna be blunt and say, stop living a life of fitting in and start today baby steps of creating a life that fits you because when you do, everyone wins. No one's winning when they're getting, pardon my language, a half-assed version of you. But when you figure out where you can bring your best, get out of the way world. Everyone wins. Your spouses, your significant others. If you have children, your children, your colleagues, your boss, your teammates. I mean, you unleashed me, Sammy. Is that enough to give you something around passion? Because <laughs> I could keep going, girlfriend. <laughs> I hear it. I hear the passion. One of the things that we want to do today is deliver tangible tools to our listeners. So you just said, you know, I, I can give you some tools that you can use to try to spark that. Do you mind sharing a couple with us? No, let's do it right now. So I'm going to tell everybody right there. I can't throw gold dust on you, but what I can tell you, and Sammy, you're a perfect testimonial to this because you already practiced this. We've done this together, but I will say, get out. If you've got a journal, get out a journal. So what if it's already got pages full? Find a blank page. Just get out a darn blank piece of paper. And for the next seven days, seven days from today, take seven minutes. It's so simple. This is actually common sense. It's just not common practice that can actually change your life. 
And every day, seven minutes alone, I don't care if you have to go into your closet to get peace and quiet, give yourself this gift, take a blank piece of paper, and at the top of the piece of paper, just write, I love to, and then write. And don't let that pen or pencil stop. Write whatever comes to mind. I love to what? And then on another piece of paper, write, I dream to. What do you dream to do? And don't worry about what the world thinks. Let go of all the noise, the chaos, and the commotion of the clutter that clutters your spirit and your mind for thinking. What do you love to do and what do you dream to do? And take the challenge, do it for seven minutes for seven days, and then pause and get out a highlighter and start highlighting all the common denominators. You will literally see your own raw data start coming off the pages. And it's time for you to start rediscovering your purpose, what you love to do, what you dream to do, and then in baby steps. And if you want, Sammy, we'll redo a show. We'll do like part two series for you and Simon. Maybe we'll do it in 90 days and we'll take the challenge and see how many people did this. And we'll give them the next steps after that. But that's the challenge. And the people that are willing to do it, you've just activated a part of your brain called RAS. It's the reticular activating system. And when people talk about goals and dreams and writing things down, there's a lot of people that think that's fluff. Well, I'm here to say I've spent 20 years of my life helping leaders and individuals all over the world change their life and transform it and impact lives of others. And this is now backed by science and some of the best neuroscientists out there. So now we know that our brain actually gets activated when we begin to vision and really put mind and thought around positive mental visioning. Three minutes a day by the Happiness Institute, Dr. Richard Hansen, three minutes a day can change your life by literally visioning what you dream to do and what you love to do. I could go on and on about data, Sammy. So can you already tell? I love <laughs> I'm a data freak. I <laughs> about this stuff all day. So thank you for sharing. I think that is fascinating. And, you know, being a part of your extraordinary speaker series program, which I signed up for after I heard you speak at Cisco, because I was like, I need to be around this individual. I need to learn from her. I did that exercise myself and manifested pretty much exactly what we're doing right now. So took pen to paper, did the activities, and this is my soul calling, right? I majored in broadcast journalism. I love doing this kind of thing. And Holly sparked the idea like, hey, talk to Meraki about the podcast, right? What, what different can you bring? Um, you know, what's something different you can bring? So it works, people. It's, she's not just saying it. Holly, let's kind of transition. And, and this is something that we're actively talking about a ton at Cisco, at Meraki, at I think all major tech companies right now, diversity and inclusion, right? Why it's so important. Um, we have teams at Meraki dedicated to this specifically. And they say, you know, diversity is what gets people in the door. Inclusion is what makes them stay, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how can we take our individual stories, kind of what makes us truly unique, and show up as better individuals at work, right? How do we show up and feel included and be our authentic self? Because it can be hard. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that you just asked this. So, and I'm not even sure you know this, but for the past probably three years, Sammy, that's been a big part of my platform is doing a lot globally around DNI and helping companies and very large firms create and then execute and deliver um, short, simple ways to create 
inclusive environments, especially for leaders. So for anybody out there that's listening to this show, and I love that this show, what Simon said is going on its third year, congratulations, because I think that speaks volumes. I think for anyone out there, and I'm going to use the word leader lightly, because I am not a fan of thinking that you have to have a title to lead. You don't have to have people reporting to you to lead. I believe it's how we show up every day and how we choose to influence people around us. So title or no title, I think that creating an inclusive environment starts with us. Each individual, I believe we have the responsibility. We also have the privilege of showing up every day and and maybe it's putting on a a new pair of glasses. Maybe it's going to be a paradigm shift, but it's about willing to say, how am I willing to see what people bring and what makes them brilliant rather than focusing on what they lack or what might be different than me? And one of the greatest things that I believe DNI, diversity and inclusion, stands for is diversity is being invited to the dance. Inclusion is being invited to dance. And when I think about creating an inclusive environment, there isn't a human being listening right now that can't take a moment to just sit back and pause. This doesn't take money, ladies and gentlemen. This just takes a change in our thoughts. It's called compassion and empathy. And when we are willing to put on a lens and look at what people bring, look at your colleagues around you, look at your boss, your manager, and maybe it's time you step back and change the label that you've been placing subliminally and subconsciously and even unconsciously on their foreheads. My favorite quote is uh, Mr. Rogers. If you remember Mr. Rogers, I love the quote that he said, and he carried it in his pocket. There isn't a person you couldn't love if you knew their story. And sometimes the greatest gift we can give someone is the gift of knowing we may not know what's going on in their personal life. And we might have all these negative thoughts about them. And we just think they're negative or whatever's going on. But you know what? You may never know that they're dealing with a health challenge. You may never know that they're going through a possible divorce or caring for a loved one that's ill. And even if you don't know, what if you were willing to just change a label? You could change a life. And creating an inclusive environment is about welcoming people and recognizing what they bring and enveloping their brilliance even in the midst of not knowing what's going on in their life. And I think it's really simple. I think we've overcomplicated it, Sammy. And I think the dramatic impact that can happen when we walk into work, and I know we're not walking into work, so when I say that, we're all virtual, but even more important now than ever, because we're all dealing with so many dynamics that are going on in our lives when we're offline, and we may not know what that is. So a big conversation big thoughts. And I think it's really simple. It's not rocket science. It's simple things we can do to start creating an inclusive environment, which is one, start asking people, tell me about a recent success. Tell me what's going on in your world and how can I support you personally and professionally? And then sit back, zip it, and really listen. Be a great listener and you will create a far more inclusive environment than you can imagine. I love Mm. that. 
I love that too. I got yeah. the goosebumps. <laughs> uh, talk about a lesson in empathy for us all. I think we get caught up in our everyday lives and we forget, you know, you haven't walked in their shoes. You don't know what they're going through. And I think a leader or an individual contributor, whatever you are within an organization, there's always room for better active listening. And that's actually a goal that I have set for 2021 is be a better listener. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. I think that's hugely important. So kind of transitioning, you know, on the theme of empathy and connection and inclusiveness, you have spoken to thousands and thousands of people. You've met people from all over the entire globe, different organizations, executives, C-level, you've spoken with everyone. And I'm curious, what is a common thread of connection that you took away that people might be surprised to hear? Like what is a common repeat theme that maybe we're not thinking of that you see within every organization that Meraki could be doing better, right? What could we learn from you? Wow. Okay. So that question just got me goosies because I'm sitting here, as you know, with my eyes closed and as I'm listening to you, I'm having a moment. I spoke at the big, big, big event that uh, Cisco does every year. They were doing it in Vegas, you know, the GSX, the big event. Yes. And uh, this happens a lot, but what I just had a visual because what you just asked happens everywhere all the time, whether it's a room of 20 leaders in a day session, or it's a ballroom of five to 10,000. And the visual just gave me the answer to what you're asking, Sammy. And what I experience many times, and I want you all to know when I say this, Sammy, this isn't Holly. I firmly believe to be in the line of work that I'm in, I'm very blessed and privileged to say I'm a messenger. And I say that very, very seriously and wholeheartedly because I think when we find our soul's highest calling and we choose to be a messenger to make a difference, a positive difference in human beings' lives, then we are used in ways we can't imagine. So when I say what I experience, I'm going to say it with that. I wanted to give that up front. And that is, is that a line of men and women, they usually stand in line, sometimes for two hours. And if I'm doing a book signing, we'll stand and I'll do the books. But this was a line of people just waiting to talk. The first woman that waited, she stood over by the wall and I'll never forget her. She had tears coming down her face and she waited to be very last. But before that, were men and women. And it was a gentleman that stood there. And this happens a lot. And he had tears coming down his face. And he was from another country. And he said, today changed my life. And he said, I feel like every human being needs to be reminded that we matter. It doesn't necessarily mean how smart we are, that we matter as a human being. And he goes, for the first time right now in this last hour, I feel like I matter and I want to go back and make every other person feel that they matter. And that is as simple as this is, is there's three things that I want everybody to listen and hear clearly. If nothing more, just know what people need more than ever. Know me, care about me, and for goodness sakes, pay attention to me. And if you are privileged enough to get to lead a team of people, and I'm going to say privileged enough, stop complaining, because if you are complaining about the people you're leading, then get out of leading. And I get on a soapbox about that. It's an honor and a privilege. And maybe you needed to hear this today to remind yourself going into this year, they look to you and count on you for that privilege. 
They need from you more than ever. Know me, care about me, pay attention to me. The other thing, Sammy, to bring this to closure to what you just asked is that woman that was standing there, she waited to be last and she walked up. The ballroom was almost empty. And with tears, she said, and she's got all these awards hanging around her neck, Sammy. She goes, I'm one of the top three award winners of this entire conference. I'm one of the top, whatever the biggest award that sales gets globally at Cisco. And she's got all these things hanging from her in ribbons and she's crying. And she said, I just realized in the last hour that although I'm really good at what I do and I've won all these awards, I'm miserable. And I'm so far away from doing what I love to do. Can you help me? It's those moments that you realize that no matter where I am in the world, no matter who we are gifted to speak to and, and empower and inspire, we're all human beings. And what we're missing is somebody to tell us that you're okay, you're enough. You're just enough as who you are. And by the way, you've been put on this earth with gifts and strengths and talents. And it's time to rekindle those and figure out how to use those. And it doesn't mean you have to leave what you're doing. I just want you to know I ended up privately working and coaching with that woman because she was so desperate and asked. And I normally don't do that. But what she needed was the gift of just rekindling what she does and what she loves to do. And it didn't mean she had to leave her job. It meant she had to rediscover how to bring her best in a way that energized her to go back to what you first asked, to get her passion back. And then everyone will win. So um, you got me emotional on that one, my friend. So Aww. way to ask me a good question. Woo! <laughs> the more real it is, the better, right? And that emotion is so raw and real. And you just talking about folks, you know, men and women alike, standing in line to meet you and just tell you, I feel seen. You know, thank you for letting me feel seen today. It's so important because sometimes we don't hear that right? From our loved ones or the people in our lives or the people on our teams, you can feel invisible. So having someone like you come and speak and show them light and make them feel lighter and more connected to who they are um, is kind of the power of what you do. Thank so you. let's transition in talking about connection, Holly. You are now in this virtual world with us too. I know that you know before COVID hit, you were traveling all over the world speaking at these engagements. And now, just like us at Meraki, we've been working from home since March of last year. It's all virtual, right? Yeah. We're presenting virtually. Our audiences you know, are sitting in front of their computer screens. We're on WebEx all day. How do we stay connected to our teams and show up and be present when we're behind a computer screen? No, oh, don't you love? That's the big, big elephant on the table, Sammy. It's like we're all living in the same environment. And how do we survive, literally? And how do we thrive? And I'm going to be really blunt right now. And I'm going to say the worst thing we can do for the mental health and the sanity of the people we're working with, whether it's our clients or our teams or everybody, is to be living on our computers for flipping 12 hours a day. And let's face it, at the beginning of this, and go back to March, Sammy, you probably can attest to this. When this all first hit, I had so many clients that were saying, I'm working harder than I was before because I'm literally on calls from 6 or 7 a.m., depending on your time zone, till like 8 o'clock at night. And it was the highest level of burnout, the highest level of everything on top of the emotional 
mental health that people are dealing with, just coping with, you know, all the other hats that they're wearing, you know, from having to homeschool children at home or whatever's going on in their worlds. So I'm going to say, I think there's two things that people can do right now, especially kicking off this year. And for your teams, give this gift to your teams. Stop having such long, long virtual calls. The number one thing is have more frequent calls, but lessen the time of the calls. And here's why. People need consistent, regular communication, especially if you are serving clients and you are on timeframes. So consistent, regular communication. Don't throw last minute calls on your team unless it's really urgent and it's really critical. Give everybody an opportunity to have certainty and consistency to schedule those calls, whether it's Tuesdays and Thursdays at a certain time and stop having really long calls. Shorten the amount of time and please build in white time. White time is completely block time. Give every person right now on any team you're on, and if you're not the leader, bring it to your next team meeting and suggest this for your team. This is for the health of everyone, emotional, spiritual, mental health overall. Everyone should be given the gift of building in white time, and that means blocking your calendar during your work hours where you can actually have downtime to breathe, to think, because your most creative people are losing their creative juices when they're being pushed to the limit and there's no time to even think. And that shouldn't have to be on their off time. So the greatest thing we can do is start building in literally quiet time, off time like that, and during work time, when I say off time, but build it in as work time, and then really encourage everybody to be accountable. Not everybody has the same health goals or workout goals, but it doesn't mean that ours is right and yours is different. So have a team collaboration and everybody share what you want to be accountable for. Like what are two things that you want to be accountable for that are your intentions, your goals for the first quarter of the year and give everybody an opportunity to share something personally. I'm giving you a lot of takeaways, Sammy, but this is really important right now because these are simple things that can be put into place like immediately after they listen to this show and you can start doing them immediately and you can see the ripple effect within 60 to 90 days, people will be happier, but it needs to start with someone instigating this. And that means everybody share in a, in a virtual call, what is something personally that you're proud of and what's something personally you're going to be working on that's something that's important to your vision or to your goals, whether that is spending more time with your children in downtime, whatever that is. But don't just keep it unwritten. Remember I talked about the brain. Take the challenge of the seven days for yourself. Give that challenge to everyone on your team. And how about the people in your life, the people you care about, your friends and family, and then come back and share with each other what you've written. It's such a beautiful gift to get to hold each other accountable. Like I know, Sammy, this was your passion. And it was such joy in my heart early this morning in my ritual of meditation and prayer and writing to know that I get to see your light shine and get to watch you go and do something you've been dreaming of doing. And because of Simon, you're getting to do this. And so why not pay it forward? These are the things that everyone can start doing for each other. So you asked, how can we create something better in a virtual environment? It's about starting now, give each other white time on our calendars, 
be accountable to help each other go after those dreams that you want to do, whether that's is quilting, writing a book, writing a bike more. I, I don't know what it is. I'm thinking out loud. But those are a few things we could do right out of the gate. So you know me, Sammy. You get, you've get you known how to ask me questions that get me going. I'll zip it. I love it. If that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, that's so awesome. If my team is listening to this right now, I hope you're taking notes. I love that kind of thing, right? If you don't want to call it a resolution or a goal, call it an intention, but write it down, share it with your team. I think that's so awesome to hold each other accountable. And I love the idea of, of blocking off time on your calendar, right? Being really, really intentional about where you spend your time, what you're doing. And to your point earlier, when we first started working from home, I was absolutely working longer hours and felt that burnout. Uh, so it's a really good reminder to just because you're at home, still be extremely intentional about your time and your schedule because we want to avoid burnout, right? At all costs. Absolutely. And I'm going to add one more thing to that since we're on a roll right now. I think this would be really cool. I'm big on non-negotiables. And most grown adults have never paused long enough to think, do you have personal and professional non-negotiables? And what a cool thing to establish with teams right now is let's all come together and share what are our non-negotiables. Because for some people that have young children at home, their non-negotiable might be from 6 to 8 a.m. in the morning, I just want to make breakfast and feed my family. My non-negotiable is I'm going to be offline, right? Um, Simple little things like that. Sammy, for you, it might be, hey, team, you know working out's important to me. So from 12 to 1, I'm offline because I'm on my pre-core working out. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I think it would be powerful to give people permission to say, figure out what your non-negotiables are that help you have a better quality of life, and then let's share them with each other so we all know what each other's are, and then we can help even elevate and collaborate even more. So I had to share that one because that's a big one for me. Oh, love that. And, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because we work at the most amazing company, if I don't say so myself, Cisco and Meraki both prioritize taking care of yourself first because when you take care of yourself, you show up at work, you're a better employee, you're more productive. So if you took a non-negotiable to your team or to your boss or to your director, right, whoever it would be, that will be respected, right? Of course, if it's within reason, but we work for a company that encourages that sort of behavior. So it's it's really cool. Um, transitioning, Holly, I'll ask one more question, then we can kind of wrap it up here. I could talk to you forever. Um, I wanna talk about mental health we touched on it before, uh, no surprise that uh, during COVID in 2020, depression, anxiety were at an all-time high. People are feeling isolated. Cisco has amazing resources for our employees, um, but maybe for you know those folks listening today who don't work at Cisco or don't work at Meraki, who need help and are seeking help, but don't know how to broach that subject or that conversation with their leader. How do we take away the shame of asking for help if we need it? Mm. Wow, and that's a very powerful and very deep question because as you know, most of us walking on the planet Earth today have a story. We've been through something in our past. And as you know, I have, Sammy, and didn't even start talking about that till a few years ago. And what I would say is shame holds us back. And 
honestly, when I finally revealed a very, very dark part of my past a few years ago, it was amazing how when I revealed, I healed even more. And I had no idea the magnitude of lives, of people's lives that would be healed. And I think that when we are so worried about what people think, we're actually not giving people the freedom to know that people care more about us than you might realize. And if you're afraid to speak up, then you might be holding back someone that really cares about you, an opportunity for them to show you even more how they care. And when we reveal, we heal ourselves, but we help others heal. So I'm flipping this on its head because I really feel strongly And as you know, Sammy, um, I'm on the global board and council for anti-child exploitation. And in the midst of COVID, it has escalated at an all-time high because of children being online, as well as domestic violence has escalated. I mean, I don't want to end on a negative. I am such an inspirational person, but I want you to know that these are subjects that I'm hoping you guys can approach in your show moving forward because this is all part of mental health and our emotional health is knowing that what people are dealing with behind closed doors, most of which has escalated because of this pandemic, because we're locked behind closed doors, which means people are even more afraid to maybe speak up or they don't know how to be empowered with tools, how to better understand and how to educate their children and how to have open eyes on knowing what your kids are doing and what's happening and the predators that are out there and getting to them online. So all of that said, I think it's really important right now that we feel that if you don't feel like you can go to your leader and you just said Meraki is an amazing culture, they're an amazing company, there's someone you feel that you can trust, go talk to them. Maybe it's a colleague, maybe it's your HR, somebody. You've got to share with somebody. And if it's nobody at work, then go to somebody in your personal life. But I'm telling you, please know that people want to help. And if we are not helping each other right now, then we are not gonna grow ourselves. So just instead of living in the shame, step out of fear with a little tiny dose of faith. And I'll tell you, I did it. And my world changed and I never imagined. And Sammy, I will tell you this. People say, why did you wait so long to tell us about this? It was a very horrific part of my past. And I said, I was so afraid because of the platform I have and clients like yourselves. What held me back was why would anybody want to buy damaged goods? And when I finally let go of that and realized if they don't want my services, then I wouldn't want to serve them anyways. I have to trust that it's time that by revealing that maybe at least a few other lives can be healed and many, many lives have been healed. So I want you to hear that and know that you're not alone out there. Whatever you're dealing with, there's someone that has dealt with it. And Sammy, you mentioned my show, Celebration of You. I have a podcast that's going on four and a half years. And honestly, it was a nudge from above And Simon, you'll love this. After being all over the world and speaking, I I get to meet amazing people, right, that stand in line, as I said, and they'll share their stories. And I thought, these aren't stories that are on the cover of People magazine. These are stories of people that have overcome immense adversity and choosing to live an extraordinary life for themselves and for others. And these stories need to be heard. So literally started that. 
so I could share stories of real people having overcome adversity. And the reason I bring that up is sometimes what we need is to hear stories of other people. So please go listen to those stories. Please do that. And also, Sammy, you know the whole reason I launched, um, I'm big on inspirations and the inspirations that kept me going during my uh, tough times and to my good times, my Hollyisms, And we just launched first ever daily dose of inspiration app. And I did that for the mental health of helping people all over the world to just have a dose of three minutes a day of just giving you some inspiration. So we can talk about that more in a minute, but I think people need to find ways that fill your heart, your mind, and your soul. And don't look for permission from another human being to do that. You don't need permission to take care of you. And that I want you to take to heart. Wow. Ending on a, a very high note, Holly, that was amazing. Well, you kind of teed it up for me. I was just going to ask, we're wrapping up on time here. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your inspiration, your wisdom. I hope our listeners uh, are taking away some tangible, actionable tools that they can set into their everyday life, uh, given this new world, this new virtual environment that we're in. Um, Holly, if our listeners want to learn more about you or they want to work with you, where can they find you? Oh, Sammy, you're the best. Well, you can ask Sammy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sammy's like, oh, great. <laughs> um, hollydowling.com is the website and please go there and you'll learn more about all the things that we're passionate about and extraordinary leader, extraordinary speaker that you mentioned, Sammy. And also I would love for you to treat yourself and engage in a daily dose of inspiration. Just go to hollyism.com and pick your app store of choice and download the app. And um, it's not just audio inspirations, there's video inspirations, and we've made it really interactive because it's really important to me, Sammy, to just not leave people hanging. So I'm interacting with people on the app. There's an Ask Holly. You can tell me what really hit your soul today. You can ask more. And so, and there's a lot of other cool features coming. So just know we're all in this together. My hope and prayer is that something today uh, gave you a glimmer of hope and maybe an ounce of inspiration. And I'm grateful to Sammy, who is a living, walking example of going after her dreams and wanting to make a difference in people's lives. And Sammy, you're going to be a guest on my show. So we'll dangle that carrot and you can hear Sammy's story, which is going to be amazing. And I want to thank both you and Simon for the show and for the honor of being here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. You can't see me right now, but I am blushing, but I would be honored. So Simon, I'm going to go ahead and toss it back to you. Thank you so much, Holly. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Sammy. Um, I mean, really amazing stuff today. And and I, people always say Simon says at me all the time. I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from, but I think it's been beaten today. I think Hollyisms. I think that's an even better one. So I like that a lot. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll all remember that. So don't forget hollydowling.com. Uh, or just search Holly Dowling online and you'll, you'll be able to learn more on these topics. And I think really for me, uh, obviously it's the start of a new year and a lot of us, uh, it's the time of year where we do reflect a little bit more and we do think a little bit about some of the stuff that really matters to us. Once we get into work mode, you know, it's easy to forget and overlook some of these things, especially at a time where we're all having to work from home and we're kind of physically disconnected from each other. I think there's some very powerful messages and practices, that very important word practices, uh, that Holly uh, w walked us through there. And we're, we're very, very grateful uh, to you, Holly, for, for coming on and sharing those with us. So thank you again.
You're so welcome. Have a blessed rest of the day. Thank you. Awesome. And, and so uh, just before I sign off, I just want to just quickly remind you uh, that Meraki Unbox is a podcast that we love to get you involved in. And so I would love to hear from you with ideas for, for topics you'd like us to cover, whether those are technology focused or as we've been focusing on today, of course, the stuff that matters in our personal lives and our professional lives. There's so much to cover and we would love to cover the topics that are of interest to you. So if you'd like to provide some feedback or even if you'd like to be on the show, uh, do please reach out to me via Twitter. My handle there is at Meraki Simon and I would love to hear from you and uh, hopefully get you onto the show as well. Otherwise, we will be back in two weeks from now. So stay tuned. We're back onto our regular schedule now that the holiday break is out of the way. So we very much look forward to welcoming you back again soon. And before then, take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>